Hey friend, ever have the check engine light come on in your car, but ignore it? Been there, done that. Let it go too long and you may end up somewhere you don't wanna be. The same is true when the check engine light comes on in your spirit. You can pretend it's not flashing or be completely oblivious by your busyness, but eventually it will catch up with you. And by that point, you're further down a road you may not want to be on. External warning signs like feeling separated, stretched, or stressed are just an indication of an internal problem. So what's the solution when living in a really busy and distracting world? Practicing presence with God. My amazing conversation with today's guest, Juliana Page, will inspire you to tune into God regularly. Juliana is a best-selling author and master certified life coach. She faithfully serves the Lord as a leadership and self-mastery strategist for organizations, companies, entrepreneurs, and individuals. Through her coaching and podcast, she delivers practical wisdom and tools that empower purpose, spiritual wholeness, sustainable health, financial freedom, and relational fulfillment. So, you're going to want to tune into God's Vibes with us today on this episode. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, Make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Hey, hey, Juliana. So excited that you are here today. I love that God allowed our paths to cross in a recent mastermind that we were a part of. And I'm just going to make a confession. I've been binging your podcast (laughs) because um, God's vibes is such a source of truth. And we talk here on Redeem for Time about Ephesians 5 that tells us to look carefully how we live, not as unwise, but as wise. And I feel like you bring so much truth and wisdom um, from God's word that we can apply to our lives. And so I can't wait to introduce you to my audience. So let's start off with this. Tell us a little bit about you and who and what fills your days in this season of your life. Love. Well, thank you for that. First and foremost, it's an honor to be here and enjoy. I listen to your podcast as well, so I get it. (laughs) My name is Juliana Page. I live in Austin, Texas. And so what I love to do, I am pretty active. And I think that's what I love about Austin. I'm not from here, but it is strangely green and there's lots of water here. So I 
love to run for fun now. (laughs) I am involved in a prophetic ministry. So I do a lot of prophetic training and then I coach full time. So I have a coaching business that I've been doing since 2009, which is crazy to say out loud and spend a lot of time working one-on-one with folks in a mastermind podcasting and offering a lot of value in a community called Courage Co. So I spend a lot of time doing that for sure. So fun, right? When we can fill up in those ways and then pour out into the lives of others and know that we're just living out what God has called us to do, which means we have to be listening to his voice. And I know you talk a lot about that. Um, So like, let me just kind of ask you, you know, around that, you know, when when life is, is bull, when there are a lot of things that could be pulling at your attention, how do you make sure that you are truly tuning into his voice and not just the noise or all the other voices around you? Totally. I think this is a powerful question and I break it down to relationship. Okay. So I I really value discernment. That's what I value most because that to me is good orderly direction (laughs) that I always want in my life. Like I just know what it's like to not have it for a majority of my life. And then with that knowing I don't want to, or desire to move without it. So I look to God for discernment. And I really just embrace relationship because we hear God differently in every season. And God speaks to us in so many ways, which is what prophetic ministry is. It's that my sheep know my voice and any other voice they won't follow. Mm -hmm. So it's learning how to hear and be led by God and also offer encouragement as an offering to other people. So to me, I just think about this. You wouldn't put or you wouldn't expect your car to run without gas, or you wouldn't look at your phone and not plug it in when you see a low battery. But it's so interesting when it comes to ourself, we don't think of actually tuning ourselves up or getting full of what it is that we need, which to me is grace. We need, it's just reality. We need divine enablement to run our lives well. And it's actually a vital necessity. So knowing that I move differently in that knowing, and then I also use discernment to pay attention to when I'm being stretched in a way that doesn't feel like God, right? Mm -hmm. So that could look like, oh, I'm a little more moody or irritable. What's happening there? Or, oh, I'm craving more attention from this relationship. Why am I doing that? Or, oh, I'm showing up and pushing and driving a little bit harder than I normally do. What's going on there? And I start looking at those things. And usually it is a direct correlation to not spending time with God. More often than not, that's exactly what's happening there because I don't have the wisdom or the direction that gives me peace to run that business or whatever I was running after differently. Or I don't have the assurance of the affirmation that I get from God. And so I'm looking for that somewhere else. So that to me, I start looking for signs around me in the external that are letting me know that this is an internal problem and it's a relationship problem. Oh my goodness. So true. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever's going on on the outside is always a reflection of what's going on yeah. inside. Yeah. And I love the illustration of, of, you know, the, the car and the phone, because you're right. We would not go without making sure that we had the fuel that we needed if we wanted to use those devices. And yet, yeah. you know, we can even say we're Christians. We can even, sometimes I found I was in a phase of life where I, I still was spending time with God, quote unquote, right. I was still checking that quiet time box But then it was like that got left on the couch and then I was off to my day and wondering why I was running out of steam and, you know, and, and depleting those, the, the, that energy level so quickly. And 
Yeah. So checking in, just like with your car, you have a, you know, when the maintenance light comes on, you know, I need to look under the hood and see what's going on or take it to someone who can help me the same way, you know, in, in our spiritual life. So we talk a lot about unredeem her time about distractions, right? So what are some things you think that can get us distracted away from really tuning in and really um, filling up with him, even when we know it, right? Because we know, my, my listeners know this is where our source of, of life comes from. And yet we can still get distracted. What things have you found to be true for you uh, in that area? Yeah. Well, I think something that helps is knowing what distractions are not, right? So Practicing the presence is what I would say, right? In God's presence is actually where fullness of joy comes from. It's where your strength comes from. It's where your divine enablement comes from. It's where your empowerment comes from, your perspective, your literal ability to show up in a godly way. It comes from being in God's presence, but you can't get any closer to God than him living inside of you. But we're not aware of that and we're not seeking the kingdom. We're not actively seeking God's presence, which could be as simple as just inviting him in. Mm. inviting him in. God, thank you that you're with me in this car ride or this commute to work. God, thank you that you're going to be in this meeting and guide the conversation. It could be really simple, but it's just practicing that awareness of his presence. Mm. So a distraction to me is anything that God isn't in. (laughs) Anything that he is not on, right? So it's like, is God in my social media scroll? And I am somebody personally that with social media only posts value and then gets off. So I'm not like a scroll, like I use it as a ministry. I use it as an assignment and I just see obedience and then I get off. Right. But for some, they might not approach it that way and they might need to take it off their phone and only use it on their computer so that it's intentional, but there's things that you could do. Or when you are, let's say you are spending time with your family, are you fully present with your family, or are you somewhere else, right? If you're going to get coffee with somebody, are you on your phone the entire time? Or are you with that person? Because why did you show up, right? This There's an assignment here. There's an opportunity here. There's something that you can pour into this person. There's value that you can add. And when you're not present, you don't know that you're on something else. Mm-hmm. So the way that I look at it is wherever you are, be all there, be all there, like be fully invested in that. That's the greatest gift that you can give somebody is your presence, right? So anything that is a distraction is something that could even just be a good thing, but it's not a God thing. So a lot of people love volunteering, but did God tell you to do that? If you're filling your schedule with all of this volunteering, what what else is supposed to be there that now volunteering is filling? And that's a good thing, but if God didn't tell you to do it, it's actually not a good thing for you in this season, So there's been seasons, for example, where I've filled my schedule and they were good then. It was a God thing then, and then it wasn't. And I had to be ready to release that and move into the next thing. And I wouldn't have had time to do both, right? So it's really important just to think, can I be fully present to this thing? And I really pull back and let that be, let my yes be yes and my no be no. Anything else is from the evil one, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. like if I can't be all there, I can't commit. Yeah. Right. And if I really don't want to, I'm going to be honest about that. Right. Yeah. But if I'm I'm going to be there, then somebody knows it and they're going to get me fully being there. And I'm thinking when we're not fully present, we haven't given a full yes to something, which means we've probably given a half yes out of some kind of obligation or expectation that we're feeling, Um, you know, because 
if we were really thinking it through, can I really give this person or this activity or this whatever the best of me? Uh, So it's really not serving anyone to say yes and then not be fully present because they're not benefiting. You're not benefiting. Right. And now time is passing that you can't ever get back um, on both of your ends. So I love that. We talk about presence, you know, all the time here because you're right. If we're not fully present, if there were many days, you know, when back in the day I was in the room, but I wasn't really there. Right. And, and, and this is just such an interesting world we live in where there are so many distractions, right? You talked about the phone. We just finished our redeem her phone time challenge a couple of weeks ago where we really looked at how do we use our phone well in light of eternity? You know, like you said, it doesn't have to be, I never get on it, but when I get on it, what limits do I have around it? So I'm, I'm using my time well. And then also how am I using it to love God more and to love others more, right? Fulfill those two commandments. And so it's really easy, I find, to like point the finger around us at everyone and everything around us. Like, this is why I'm distracted, right? Well, if I didn't have this phone that all the time, if I didn't have everybody needed my attention all the time, if I didn't have, you know, whatever. But really what I found, I'd be curious what what your thoughts are in this, is that oftentimes our distractions really are coming from inside because really they're a heart issue, right? Yeah. And I think it sounds like from your program that you do this too, but something that I love to do is just draw a clock, like a 12 hour clock though. So you can count for all the hours that you're awake and you have to write down literally what you're doing hour by hour. Right. Mm -hmm. And there are chunks of time where we don't know what actually happened there. Like two hours went by and we have no clue what happened. So something that I do is I'll look at that and I say, how much of this time am I actually delighting in God? And that's very revelatory, right? So when you look at that, it's really interesting. But the heart issue is is exposed there as well. Mm-hmm. And, and what you start to see is that I am doing things out of fear or I am sabotaging in a way or procrastinating, for example, because I don't want to show up here because that's really a fear of failure or a fear of not being good enough or a fear of not knowing as much as I think that I need to know or a fear of not trusting myself or a fear of being exposed when I use my voice and when I speak up. There's so many things that we just chalk it off as like, oh yeah, I'm busy. Are you though? Like, <laughs> right? right. But we don't actually sit and have this come to ourself moment where we can actually see what's going on so that we can do something about it. Yeah. And the best person to do that with is God, right? If you don't keep any secrets from him, right? You can actually get moving on the secret petitions of your heart, which you put there on purpose for you to walk out, right? So I think it's a really beautiful thing when you can actually just be honest about where your time is going and then say, okay, what fits and what doesn't? Because we're supposed to literally cast off anything that's ill-fitting. And a lot of times that is distraction so that we can redeem our time. And that has everything to do with how you show up now. Exactly. That's how you restore the years. A lot of times when God is restoring years, he's doing it through your now yeah. and he's redeeming time that has been spent in other things. Yeah. I love that. What came to mind was the sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Jesus was talking about money, but I think the same yeah. thing applies to any of our resources, especially with time. He says, where your treasure is, yeah. your heart will be also right. So the two places you can always look to see where your treasure is, where your priorities are, are, are what one, your bank account. And to yes. your calendar, right? Like, where is our money going? Where is our time going? And that is very reflective of where our heart truly is and yes. what we're what we're going after. You also yes. I heard you mention a few of you know some of the some of the um, internal is distractions that we talk about in Redeem Her Time program. We talk about guilt, we talk about fear, 
We talk about laziness, selfishness, comparison. I mean, let's be honest, especially for women, that's a really big one. We also talk about self-sabotage. And I know that's something that you address moving from self-sabotage to self-mastery. So I want to dive a little bit more into that because usually there's a story behind it, right? Usually you're helping somebody with self-sabotage because either that's something that you've experienced personally, or you've had a lot of direct contact with people who have. So maybe kind of take us back a little bit as to like, how does self-sabotage kind of sneak its way in, in your life? Um, and how did this distract you from yeah. really what God was calling you to do? And maybe you didn't even know it at that time. Yeah. yeah, I think, well, self-sabotage is, you know, like the enemy, it operates subtly. It's almost like this Python type spirit where it's just like moving subtly under the surface and just starts choking you gradually over time. So that as a visual is very intimidating, right? And so it's really important that we start waking up. But what that means is there's a lot of things that we do without thinking about it, which is subconscious, right? And so when those things start becoming into our awareness, we become conscious of them. And that's where we have the power to change them. So they're introduced usually in everybody's life. I'll give you some examples in mine, but they're introduced early. And then we practice these things. So basically what happens is you learn to get this really bad habit to survive. And then you start practicing that and that becomes your normal. And it was only meant to help you in that moment, not to be your lifestyle. So examples of these are people pleasing, codependency, comparison, guilt, shame, unbelief, fear, anxiety. We normalize these things and then we live from them. So for example, when I was 10, I received a call from my birth mom, but I didn't know it was my birth mom. My adoptive mother put me on the phone, my birth mom, and said, your mom wants to talk to you. And I'm 10. And in this moment, home is taken from me. I don't have a grid for what is happening. I don't even know what it means. I just know I'm connected to somebody that thinks I found out new information and she is not acting, right? So how does this change my world? I don't know. And so I learned how to be a codependent because I was living with a woman that was struggling with alcoholism. And then I also became a people pleaser because that was survival. It's like, those were things that I could control. I could control how I was doing in school. I was, I could control how I was doing athletics. I could control and manage chaos to some degree. So I was constantly anxious about the future because it usually went wrong. (laughs) Right. Like I'd seen that movie, like things just keep going wrong. And so that's what I expect life is supposed to look like. Right. So now I am trying to just brace myself for another hit. I'm trying to make sure everybody around me is good. And I start gradually getting disconnected from myself so much so that I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want and need and I don't know how to get it or communicate it or express myself right? So that's an example, people pleasing and codependency. A lot of times I've experienced things come out or get exposed through relationship, right? Because where man looks at the outward appearance, God's looking at your heart. Usually the quickest way to find a heart issue is what's being reflected back to you in a relationship, right? So I kept finding folks that would blindside me, would abandon me, would neglect me, would ignore things. It was just really interesting. I had to prioritize them, above myself. And I kept finding this codependent thing come up or this like people pleasing thing still come up. Or it was exposing and reflecting how I had learned to abandon self to make people more important, or how I had learned to betray self to just prioritize other people's needs and wants over my own. That had become a life pattern, but I didn't know it. And so it was making me a magnet for that in relationship. So we all have our own unique, I call it a self-sabotage cocktail. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's this way that we actually are disconnected from God, right? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't raised in a legacy of faith, so I didn't know that that could have been an outlet. So any way that we're trying to play God is usually how we get in big trouble. So I was, you know, building a legacy of fear, not faith, right? And I was trying to play God. So that doesn't work, right? When you are the one that's just got to figure it out and you've got to make it happen, there's a lot of extra pressure and dysfunction that starts happening because nobody is designed to operate that way. We're designed to depend on God. And so when you are independent, that's actually one of the greatest sins. You start developing all these other bad habits, right? So that's a huge one. And I think from there, you don't really communicate and express yourself well because you're not full of love right? Because you can only get that from God. And then you can't love your neighbor as you love yourself because you're not even loving yourself. You're rejecting yourself. You're betraying yourself. You're really trying to bully yourself. A lot of that is our self-talk. We can't talk to ourselves well when we don't have somebody like God soothing us and aligning us with what's true. So these things are subtle, like I said, but you start to see them in work environments, in relationships, in just relational dynamics in general, and in ways that you get overwhelmed and pulled out of alignment is what I would say. So whenever you're hearing yourself say, I'm just really stressed, or I'm just really overwhelmed, or it's just too much, that is a indicator of a way that you have been likely embracing self-sabotage over surrender, or Mm -hmm. likely how you've been practicing an old pattern rather than trusting God to work on that area or to show up strong in a weakness, whatever that might be. So it's interesting because everybody has their own path, but we all have our, our go-to self-sabotage techniques that we're really great at. And they come out usually when we are tired or vulnerable, uh, really afraid of the unknown maybe, or we're just in a weak position in some kind of way. That's when they come out the loudest, if that's helpful. I like to say, you know, when you get bumped is yeah. like when you see what's truly inside, right? Like if I'm holding a cup and I get bumped, whatever's in there is what's going to come out. Yeah. So when life bumps us, right, is is the love of Christ coming yeah. out, grace and peace and joy, right? True joy, what's coming out? Or is it, yeah, is yeah. it a lot of me? <laughs> and a lot of me spilling out all over the place um, on onto yeah. the things that are going on around us. So I know you, you know, like I know you haven't stayed in this place of self-sabotage and where you were, you know, from that day that you were on the phone um, yeah. till now. So tell us a little bit about how God changed all that for you. What lies did you have to let go of? What truths did you need to believe? Maybe what actions did you start doing or not doing? that started moving your trajectory away from self-sabotage towards what God had for you. Totally. Yeah. I don't think we wake up and we're like, wow, I'm like a self-sabotage expert. Like, I don't think that we, (laughs) we embrace that. Right. But that's really for me and for my reality, if I didn't have a relationship with God, that's what I would be doing. So what happened was I finally surrendered my life to Christ. And what I really wanted were probably three things. One, I wanted discernment because I was in, a relationship that was terrifying, right? It was with somebody that had narcissistic personality disorder. I had no clue what that is. It's just not something that you Google, (laughs) but I knew it was evil and I knew it was dark and it was very intimidating. And I knew I wasn't equipped to fight this fight and that it was a spiritual one. So there was something in me that knew that I really desperately wanted discernment. I wanted to be able to test spirits to know what they're of. I wanted to be able to discern things and not have to find out later in a way that's really traumatic that then you have to recover from. So that was a huge thing. I also wanted to have 
direction. I wanted purpose to be on everything that I was doing. I didn't want to just keep achieving things and feeling like I was constantly starting over because yeah, you're, you're doing a lot and you're stacking a lot of great things, but you are basically starting over and over and over and nothing is really building and progressing into something truly beautiful and fulfilling. And I'm like, what is that about? Like, I don't want to keep doing that. It's so much to do that. Whether that's moving across the country multiple times, jumping into different opportunities, whatever that is, like it takes a lot to keep doing that. So I didn't want to do that anymore. And I also felt like I knew conditional love, but I never knew unconditional love or I never knew fully what that was. Like I had my own ideas and thoughts of what that was. And then I was also seeing what I was accepting or tolerating from other people. And I'm like, that's off. Where did I learn that? So I really want to connect with the author. I realized, well, I can't know what true love is unless I'm connected to the one who created it. And I don't know who that is. So to me, it was everything to answer your question. I had to lay down everything. I had to be like, okay, if you tell me to stop pursuing these dreams or these goals, like I'm laying that down. You tell me that I need to like not interact with certain relationships like I will lay those down if you tell me I have to change my entire lifestyle I'm willing to do it just to see if life with you is different because I don't know any better right so to me it was this whole life surrender like I am only going to know who I am or what my true purpose is when I'm connected to you because it's in you or I'm only going to know how to love well and receive it right and really discern what's not it when I'm connected to you So to me, it really was, are you willing to be a child and learn this, learn this process, walk this out with God, see if it works, right? It was very basic. It's like, buy a Bible, start reading it, (laughs) do an emotional, like give God your time, like turn down all of the noise. So anything that was showing up as noise that was preventing me from hearing God as a still small voice, I'm like, I'm never going to hear God if all this is happening. I just committed to no TV, no radio, no going out with other people or like having just a time where it's like, I'm not saying yes to any outings, none. Of course, that's when they come. But I was just hard no to all of these things. And he also is having me now write and journal and communicate with him in a very different way. And so as I was reading, I started to see the word become alive and active for me. And that became really interesting he had me leading in a recovery ministry. So now I'm seeing how he heals hearts and how he comforts those that are in really vulnerable positions and how he moves. I'm seeing it every day, let alone every week. And these testimonies change you, right? And I'm seeing the power of prayer. And I never prayed in my life. I had no idea. Do you pray out loud? Do you like write it down? Do you keep that to yourself? Is it in your head? No idea. But now I'm seeing people break through and God show up in their life. I'm like, there is something to this new way of living. I've given up a lot, but I'm getting so much more, right? And I was starting to see giftings come alive in me that I never knew were in me. And so it just really started creating an entirely new lifestyle, but it was literally very, very basic. Like the simple, the better. It was like, I'm going to get up in this two hour window before work and that's God time, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to read and study the word every day because I know how important it is to store it up in my heart. If I'm not doing that, how can I use it when I need it most, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to learn how to pray, or I'm just going to turn what I'm reading into a prayer and keep this super simple, or I'm going to try to stay in constant contact with God all throughout the day, just so I can see and start paying attention. Like, is God here? Can I hear you? Are you leading me to do something, say something? 
And he started guiding me. He guided me to a ministry school. He guided me to different things to keep growing and maturing in him. It was almost like an accelerated path. I just describe it as getting on the moving walk at the airport. <laughs> it's like you thought you were like going through life and like, a certain pace. And you're like, no, actually like this is God's flow and this is how things happen. So it felt very much like I would just seek and then he would give me my step and I would keep doing that. I just position myself to literally obey whatever he told me to do. That was cleaning up my diet. He had me on a no sugar diet for a while to help me process emotionally different things. So just literally anything that would come from him. And I just felt like this isn't my idea. So it's got to be a God idea and I'm going to move on it immediately. So just this intention of seeking plus instant obedience and then trusting that that was taking you somewhere. Wow. Is That's that- so powerful, <laughs> right? And I'm sure that's just even just a little tip of the iceberg of yeah. all that God has done in your life. And, you know, as I'm listening to you, uh, I'm, I'm hearing a couple of things. One, self-sabotage, like really when we say, I'm not hearing God's voice, right? We have to look at what am I doing, right? And what I heard you saying was you had filled your life with so many other things that you were literally like blocking it out, right? And not that God can't be louder than everything else. He certainly can. He can get our attention. We've seen that before too, right? But so often we fill our lives with so many other things, um, and then, yeah, we, there's, there's so much noise. We can't hear his voice versus, you know, the others. And another word I heard you kind of say in that process was you just, you really simplified and we've talked on this podcast and in my program, we've talked about simplicity and I love the definition of simplicity in that it is the intentional promotion of what mat- matters, what has value and the removal of anything that distracts. So that definition applies to the stuff in my house, right? If I'm simplifying what's in my house, I am intentionally, right? Putting the things that have value and importance in places where they will be seen and used. And I'm removing all the junk, all the clutter, all the excess that's just taking away from that, whether it's my time, my attention, my, my money, my resources, whatever. Right. And I'm hearing like this process that you went through as well of like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm taking these things away. They're distracting so yeah. that I can just do the basics of like, yeah, reading my Bible and yes, praying and yes, you know, leaning in and getting in some communities where I can grow. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about, you know, that woman who's listening right now and she's like, okay, so maybe I didn't come on this episode saying, yes, I'm self-sabotaging, but now she's kind of going, right. okay, maybe I am. Yeah. Like, what would you <laughs> say to her as being like a next step or, you know, just maybe like a next step for her, if she's kind of feeling this, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I am self-sabotaging and I don't want to stay in that place. What would you say to her? Yeah. I mean, I'm sensing for her that the inner narrative is going to be one of the most important things that she pays attention to, but just embracing this new thought that you're becoming is beautiful and you're worthy of evolving right? Because a lot of times self-sabotage is saying like, no, I got to play small or I got to shrink or I can't say that I can't do this. And it's all unevaluated information, right? Like, is that true? Where did that come from? Who said that? Is that what God says? Is that how God looks at you? We never look at any of that. So instead, God has this version of you that he formed, shaped and anointed you to be, and you can really step fully into her more and more every single day. And there's thoughts that are connected to that. There's emotions that are connected to that. There is a heart position connected to that behavior that is connected to that. And that is beautiful. The more that you embrace that and lean into that every day and partner with God to allow you to be this unique expression of him in the world. 
So that can be something that's exciting. I think a lot of times when people think of personal development or self-help, they're like, ooh, like, I don't know what I'm going to find, or this is going to be really weird and uncomfortable, like not here for it. But instead of being freaked out, like God hid treasure in you, his earthen vessel, wouldn't you want to uncork that, like actually like allow that to come forth and serve not only you and everyone that you're connected to, but really a bigger sphere of influence. Wouldn't that be valuable for you? So think about that. I'm worthy of becoming. My becoming is beautiful. And it's actually fun for me to evolve, for me to expand, for me to grow. That is actually something that will fulfill me. I think a thought is there's no greater pain than an untold story, Mm. right? So I equate that to there's there's no greater pain than an unexpressed self, right? Mm. Like living this half-hearted life, living this half-expression, like living this like little piece of you that was never what you were designed to do. So I think when it comes to, oh, I'm just aware that I do this. There's no good, bad, right, or wrong about that. I'm aware that I'm showing up this way. Usually it's how can I do the opposite? So God, thank you that you helped me do this. God, I'm noticing that I want to get distracted right now. Thank you that you helped me to focus on this day that you've you've literally given me as a gift. And I get to rejoice in this day and be glad in it. And I get to live on purpose right? I'm here on purpose because that's evident. I'm here, right? My purpose is to live like it. So help me to do that today, even in a small way, help me to do that every day. And then when you think about that, am I living with purpose? Am I showing up on purpose to every interaction, to everything that I'm doing? And you get really good at it, whether you're driving in your car, whether you're washing dishes, whether you're caring for your kids, if there's purpose on it, which is just glorifying God in its simplest form, what would that look like? And then God, thank you that you helped me to do that. So I'm just positioning myself to lean into God's strength and his ability to do these things that he's showing to me. So I just choose that self-sabotage is no longer going to be my normal. And I decide to become this higher self-expressed version of me that glorifies God in everything I think, say, and do. So I like to say, if you know you're running your mouth, God, thank you that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart are good and pleasing in your sight. I don't know how he's going to reorganize my heart. I don't know how he's going to keep a guard over my mouth. So I don't just like say invent all these things, but I know he's going to do it. And I'm thanking him in advance or God, thank you that you help me to see things differently. Or thank you that you are showing me how to really become in this season. And usually he'll give you a word, a strategy, literally a scripture to stand on or apply in the season. I also connect it to the fruit of the spirit. God, what fruits? are you guiding me to work on in this season? And when you know it's patience, he'll grace you to be patient in all these very interesting scenarios that patience is required. And you start walking and living in the supernatural, just not your natural anymore. And that becomes really encouraging to you because you start seeing how that's impacting your world and everyone you're connected to. So instead of thinking, oh, sabotage is the worst thing. That's horrible that I'm doing that. It's like, okay, what is this an opportunity for me to show up as how can I show up bigger how can I show up bolder how can I be more courageous how can I lean in more how can I bring all of me to this instead it's usually just giving your brain a different prompt and allowing your spirit to guide you into that versus just your soul which is like your mind will emotions that are all over the place it's so true right and I love the idea of purpose because anything 
with, you know, it always comes down to the purpose behind yeah. it or what we see the purpose behind it as to yeah. how we approach it, how we use it. We, we, we talk a lot of here about, are we building our kingdom or his, right? And, and I see self-sabotage, even though I may think I'm making myself small, like you had talked about in your example, right? It's still to protect your, your kingdom. It's still to make yourself feel secure and safe and things like that versus, okay, I'm going to take this situation. I'm going to take this difficulty. I'm going to take this joy. I'm going to take this gift. I'm going to take this, whatever it is that God's given me and use it for the purpose of building his kingdom. And that gets our eyes off of ourselves, right? Because navel gazing is going to lead to self-sabotage because I'm just thinking about me and how I can protect and build my kingdom versus, yeah, how can I look up and point others to look up and cause them to, to see him. And yeah, so that's, that's beautiful. I love how you tied that all together there. I know you, you like, again, share so much wisdom and grace around all of this, as well as your story. So tell just before we go, tell us a little bit about your podcast and you know, who is it for and where can we find it? Yes. Perfect. So there's two things too, I feel like would help people that are coming up. So one picture when, when you have this moment again, being a hollow bamboo. Okay. When we are full of self, when we're full of fear, when we're full of anxiety, we are all stuffed up and we are not an instrument that God can flow through. Okay. So our job is to keep that channel clear and allow God to flow unhindered through us. Because the real question behind that in any given moment is who am I representing? Right. Am I partnering with fear with the enemy in a lot of ways? Am I partnering with an ulterior agenda that is not God? And if that is true, then how can I partner with God? Or that even becomes the prayer. God, help me to partner with you. Get me out of the way. Help me decrease that you might increase and flow through me freely in this moment. And it's just these little acts of surrender where you just humble yourself and realize you're not God and let him flow unhindered through you. So if that visual is helpful. I feel like that for sure is for somebody. But the God's Vibes podcast is what it sounds like. It is talking about God. We're definitely pointing straight to God, but it's for anybody that doesn't have a relationship with God, anybody that is questioning God, anybody that had a relationship and has drifted from God, anyone that wants to deepen it. We just talk through God. <laughs> so there's there's truth in any area. It really is helping bridge that gap of, okay, I'm here. God has promised here. How do I fill that gap? And that is always a faith gap. It's going to require courage and self-mastery 100%. And that's one that only you can walk with God if you so choose, because otherwise we will fill that gap with so many things, with resistance, with sabotage, with procrastination, with so many things. And it's like, how do you want to close that gap? That's a God gap. So we talk all about that on the podcast. And then all of the links to all the things are just at julianapage.com. Fantastic. We will make sure to link that in the show notes. So you guys can go listen. Juliana and I recently had a podcast episode we did together where I got to share some of my stories. So you'll definitely want to go back. I'll link to that direct episode as well. You guys can go and listen. Yes. You know, keep surrounding yourself with people like Juliana who are really speaking truth um, and are going to be that voice that's going to lead you to the truth, right? It's going to lead you to the voice that you need to be listening to. So thank you yes. so much for, for sharing this with us. I'm just going to throw this really random question out there just because yeah. I'm curious what you would say. So if I could, if I could like, you know, yeah. give you an extra hour in your day, um, what would you do with that hour? Ooh. Ooh. I would actually spend it with God. I think that the quote that I'm getting is, 
from Billy Graham. I remember reading something from him where he said, you know, despite all of these beautiful ways that he was serving God, where when he was doing these just great exploits in the world that was evident in his life, he said the thing that he wished he would have done more of is just spend time with God and be in God's presence. So I think for me personally, that's what I would do. I would embrace more time where I'm just positioned and intentioned to be connecting with God. Wow. Are you feeling the spirit move today too? My prayer is that what you hear on this podcast encourages, challenges, and moves you to action. Speaking of which, I love Juliana's desire to practice presence with God. That's a good kind of inaction. And we're going to talk more about how to do that inside the Redeem Her Time community. So here's today's community question. What is one way you will practice his presence to tune into God in your life? Come share, get inspiration or both inside our community at redeemhertime.com forward slash community, or just scroll down to the link in the show notes. And while you're there in the show notes, I mean, be sure to grab a five minute, find the time chat spot before the month is over. It's my gift to you to celebrate God's faithfulness over the time he's given me. And in turn, I'd love to bless you. Before we go, let's invite his presence into our lives. Dear Father, we are in awe of you. To think that the creator of the universe and sustainer of this world and all that's in it wants to have a relationship with us. May we lean into knowing you and hearing you as our highest priority and leave behind the distractions of this world that keep us from you. Thank you for speaking through your word and your spirit so that we can know and walk in your ways. May yours be the voice that we tune into above all others. And may we practice your presence regularly so that when you speak, we, your sheep, hear your voice, know you, and follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I'll see you over inside the Redeemer Time community. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And... It helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.